Hey everybody, welcome back to the Primal Warrior Podcast. It is Monday, December 13th. Uh, we got a special one for you today. Uh, today on the podcast is our first guest. Uh, we have Zach Meslani. Um, first and foremost, he's a husband and a father. He's also uh, one of the owners of 10th Planet Bethlehem. Um, he's a 10th Planet Black Belt under Eddie Bravo. Uh, he's a retired pro MMA fighter, uh, pro jiu-jitsu fighter, um, among other things. And he's one of my best friends. So I'm going to throw it over to the guys. And uh, yeah, you guys enjoy hearing a little piece of Zach's story. Episode 9, man, we got a very nine. special... 9. Okay, <laughs> yeah, We got a very special guest in the building, Word. Zach. Thank what you up? for doing this, man. Uh, I appreciate you. Thank you guys for having me on. I just built, as we started, I spilled water all over myself. So. Yeah. <laughs> we just got done with like a nice uh, little arm pump going. We got some training in today, and it, it felt great to get in. I know you're a busy guy, and yeah. for you to come through and do that. Yeah, we've been trying to schedule this shit for... I know, yeah, man. Now that I have my son, it's it's crazy. I mean, I yeah. mean, you guys know, like having a kid is crazy, and um, just because he's still only four months old, so it's really hard to, you know, gauge whose phone is going. It's, up. it's, my, it's, uh, um, it's really hard to gauge like who's uh, or like you know when he's gonna sleep, when he's not gonna sleep. So that's why I was a little bit late getting in today because I was like, dang, I'm not to put him down. My wife was here getting a massage. So like we're coming and going, everything's crazy, and um, but you know I have to make time out for myself too. Like, yeah. You know, I was telling her like if I don't get a chance to work out or we don't go and uh, get Amy from um, uh, we call her the hybrid healer. Well, that's what yeah. she calls herself. But Amy from uh, she's from Jersey and she's been doing. Have you guys ever? I'm better today. Yeah. She did. She started to do acupuncture and she does everything and like working out like this. Like I'm beat up. Like some of that shit you can see. I can't even my wrist. Like I can't even do. Everything that you guys do, but like, and I can't do uh, what were these chin ups? Yeah. Chin-ups. I can't do chin ups, but I can do pull ups. So, like, you know, people make excuses, like, there's always something you can do, you know what I mean? Same with having my son, like, um, even Quentin was like, Yeah, you're looking jacked. Obviously, it's part of the camera that's helping me look jacked, <laughs> but also, uh, you know, I eat healthy, which I don't get a chance to work out strength conditioning as much as I was when I was fighting or doing uh, jiu jitsu, but I still eat really healthy, not really, but for the most part, I eat pretty healthy, and then. Um, combine that with like while my son's you know playing in a playpen or something I just got the things I'm just doing hammer curls and I'm just trying to stay in shape so that way I keep my choking mechanism ready to rock right? yeah, yeah. Um, man I, a lot has evolved since man in a short period of time like we got this beautiful facility now yeah, like, no, it's crazy. how crazy is that and um, how fast that happened man like it was like what over a span of a weekend you was just Bro, it's, I think we, we spoke about this on one of the episodes I think with What's craziest to me about it is every, like everything moved in and it was as if we hadn't even moved the spot. Yeah. Like, it was like we had always been here for, for you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, was I the only one that felt that? Or yeah, like, no, that's how that? it goes. The finishers, I feel like our community and like our team here is real strong. You know, yeah. everybody always pitches in. People just love doing this because the camaraderie of it. I know that's one of the reasons why, you know, Jamie started and the same reason why I love martial arts too, because you have all these friends, you have a team, you have all these people you know, yeah. and you're like, yeah, I got a team. Like, what if some dude just goes out to the bar, like, yeah, his boys, you don't give a shit about them. You know what I mean? Like, you got an actual team of people who like, you're putting your limbs and your head and everything in positions where the other person could really hurt you if they want to, and they don't. And people love being a part of something like you know, we take care of each other. So, dude, when it was time to move, people were like, oh, we're moving to a bigger place, I'll be there. Bro, by the time I got to the old place, Al and Deanna and a bunch of people already, like, I got there and it looked like it was like, like a, t- it looked like, uh, you ever see, um, 
Wolf of Wall Street, like when you go in, there's papers flying and shit everywhere and people are on the phones. That's what it felt like when I got to the old dojo. I was like, uh, what do I do? And they're like people taking shit off walls. They're like, yo, can you come over here and tell me if you want this or not? I'm like, yeah, we'll take it, you know? And uh, we got rid of that shit. We moved out of there in one weekend and we moved in here. I mean, we didn't have all this done. I mean, it took us a while to get all this put together. It took us a while to get um, you know, the, the ring is still not 100%. You know, there's a lot of things to work on. I feel like there's something always to be fixed. But yeah, we moved here and now people are like, how long have you been there? I don't know, I feel like we've been here forever. Yeah. Like, I feel like we've literally been here forever, but it's not even been a year yet, I don't think, right? Uh, it was like in February or March, if I remember right, when we moved in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I also too, like, I don't play games. Like, when someone's like, yo, like, you know, we're gonna move out or like, we're gonna move to another place. Like, I don't like, in my, personal and business life, I don't like to fuck around. When it comes to like, yo, you guys got a chance to get this place, it's almost like it's too good to be true and I don't want to know that it's not true, so I'm going to take it now. I'm like, oh, we got the keys, we're in there tomorrow. And I don't want people to miss class or miss training, so like, we moved in in a weekend, Monday, class was open for business. Like we, The open yeah, that was that Sunday. Right, we had open that Sunday and then yeah. Monday night kids were in class and parents were like, how the hell did you guys get this together? I don't know, we got a million people. <laughs> that's what's so awesome about like having you know you and JM as like instructors and leaders is because it gave me the confidence to say like maybe I don't have to have everything all the way figured out yeah but just take action and just exactly. no, I, you think, know, I think that's um, my bad no, go ahead. I, I think that's like one of the biggest things that I've taken away just in the last year right like watching you watching Quentin you know talking with Zach and all the like, you know, everybody like, hey, just fucking start. Like, you don't have to have a business plan. You don't have to have this. You don't have to have that. You just go. Like, just, the, and that's the, the biggest thing that a lot of people don't understand is like, you don't have, there's never going to be the perfect time. There's never, you're never going to have everything ready. Everything's not going to align. The stars aren't going to align with the moon all the time. Like, you, you'll be able to figure this shit out as you go. You just gotta start. That's the biggest thing. Like once you have that plan in mind, starting is like that, that first action. Like that first thing that gets you going is what creates that momentum to keep going. You get what I'm saying? Like, but it's also knowing when is the right time to strike and when it's not. Like you can't just go diving into the water without even you know understanding whether it's shallow or not like if you dive head first and you fucking crack your head in you get what i'm saying like yeah some things you gotta you, you gotta, gotta feel out but I, I feel like my dad told me this a long time ago and i'll never forget this yeah i don't remember what the saying was or whatever but he just said calculated risks you have to take risks obviously or you're just gonna write up a million business plans and sit look at them all day and go ah oh, man i wish i could do this but you never actually do it as opposed to i take a calculated risk where I thought of what the cost of everything is, I take the risk, I'm doing it. I'm not fully 100% prepared to be doing it, but as I'm doing it, I'm writing a business plan. That's a big difference between a guy, I got started, I didn't have a business plan, we did eventually, but we got started, we're doing it as I'm going, okay, yeah, as I write the business plan, now I'm realizing, oh, I have to pay taxes, oh, we need a, this, we need that, and then you start figuring it out. But you're right, some people will never even take the step you know, and or they'll write the perfect business plan and then and never fucking execute. Yeah, or, or like this, they'll ha it'll have to be perfect. So like even I remember when I've learned so much by just doing all these different things. But when we were opening up the old gym, when we were moving from Jimmy John's or wherever that was to the old to gym to before this, yeah, the second cross twice. Yeah, a lot of people don't know we had this is like our fourth move. You know, so yeah. like people follow us through four moves. Plus, we just keep inch by inch getting bigger, but uh, I'll never forget the guy came in, there was like a, you know, the cut, the 
uh, landlord hired like a, a construction guy, it wasn't our guy, and they, he was doing the construction for us, putting the wall up and like changing some things around for us and like changing some receptacles, drywalling, and the guy was taking forever. And I'm like, listen, dude, this needs to be open in a week on Monday, okay? And he'd be like, well, if it's not done, it's not done. And I'm like, well, dude, listen, it's gonna be done, you know? And he's like, well, remember there was like a blue thing that went yeah. all the way across the top for no reason because it was like a bank and that was a color scheme or whatever. And he's like, I don't like the way that blue thing looks up there. He goes, we're gonna have to paint over that because I want this to be a perfect space when I give it to you. And I was like, look, I get it, but it's my business. It's not yours, it's mine. I don't care what you want. Did you do what they asked you to do? Yes, yes, there are a few things like we need to you know, figure this out, we need to figure that out, but guess what? It may not be perfect, but it's done. On Monday, I open up for business, okay? I end up firing the guy, and he thought it was a complete joke. He wanted me to take that off the wall. And I was like, dude, we don't need, no one gives a shit about that on the wall. People want to do jujitsu, they want to hit pads, they want to work out and see a team. It has nothing to do with what's on the wall. Eventually, yes, like I like the place to look cool, and you're gonna fix up the walls, but right now it doesn't matter. That's the whole idea of getting in this, like it's not perfect, it's done though, and we can do it. And then as time went on, we put up banners, you know, we painted over the one spot, we had the mural on the back, but we didn't go in with all that shit. Like I see so many businesses that the guy starts, and I have so many martial arts businesses where the guy starts with everything. He's got the cage, the ring, the huge mat, showers, this, that, and the other thing. And after a year, he realizes he's not making anything off of it because he wasted all this money on things that people don't care about. You gotta grow into yeah. shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's like, that's like as a kid being given uh, size 12 or whatever shoes, right? Like, if if it doesn't fit you now, then why are you, like that's that's for later on. Like some shit you'll pick up as you go and you'll have to grow into it. Like, like what you said, <clears throat> this is their fourth gym, right? But I think what, what uh, was most symbolic of that that last move into here was looking at like the issues that the school was having, like with the windows, mm -hmm. with the ceiling. Yeah. It was just like they had outgrown that space. And it was like, okay, now is the time that we have to move into something that's gonna fit our needs and fit us. And that's just life in general, right? Like how many times in life do you outgrow a situation, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a business, whether it's school, whatever, right? You outgrow something, but like that, you're so you're so used to it, and you're so comfortable with it that you hold on, latch on to that shit, even if it's not meant for you. Like sometimes you gotta let that shit go and move, and you don't realize in the moment that that's an upgrade. But like life is handing you an upgrade or the keys to the next step. Dude, we moved this spot here when we moved here. It's a huge risk. It's five thousand five hundred bucks a month to pay for rent here. That's insane. You know what I mean? Comparable to what we were paying, like 2200 or 2300 Double the amount, over double, but we didn't start off with a $5,500 bill. We started off with paying 12,000, uh, uh, yeah, it was 1,250 bucks at the first place. And then we just kept building up. And then we get enough students, move to the next place. 2,000 something, now we move to this place. We don't need to ever move to this spot. We could open up more farther away, but there's no reason to move. We have strength condition. We got the kickboxing area we're still working on. We're gonna put a cage in. You know, but yeah, I mean, you can't do the first gym we ever taught at that team hammer. Do you guys ever see pictures of that place? I've seen pictures. It was this, it was like this, except it didn't have the, the weight. It, it didn't have this cool. The, we did it way cooler than them, you know, no disrespect, but um, they had everything too, even bigger mat space, but he didn't have the following and he just didn't have the know-how to, you know, what people want. 
You know, it was like two all over the place. No one trained together. This is like a real team. Like sure, some guys are training kind of on their own or whatever, but everybody here eventually, and that's one reason why I think we keep people, um, uh, you know, I want to say, uh, keep them on, on the, the up and up because they have to train with one another. Like you, at that gym, like everybody had a big head because everybody thought there was a man coming in and hitting the bags and stuff. Here, you actually have to spar. Here, you actually have to roll. If you want to fight, you don't have to spar, but if you want to fight and you want to get to the next level, you're going to be the man and you got to step it up and you know, you're going to walk in and see guys like you and me and everybody else here and you're going to be like, shit, like, this is the real deal. I actually have to train here. I can't just hide over in the corner and yeah, here's me with the cage. It's like, dude, you're not really actually doing it. Well, I mean, you could do that. <laughs> talk about Ooh, courage. We rip on them too. <laughs> um, talk about courage. Like, if I'm not mistaken, not only when you guys came over here, you guys had to kind of move out the place, still paying the rent yeah. from the previous place while taking a risk to come here and saying, look, I'm doubling up and I believe in what I'm creating and building yeah. and still be able cool. to fall through and now look at it, it's, it's thriving. Yeah, and I think what helped, what's helped with that, I'll explain that story, but what's helped with that, it was just basically paying back rent because they wanted me to pay because we left early and I wanted this place and I wanted to make sure we had this place. I was like, we get this place, I'll make it work. And they were just like, you know, and everybody's, well, what about the money? How much is it gonna cost, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. How much is it gonna hate the place? And blah, 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 blah. It's like, hey, listen, I'll figure all that shit out later. You're talking about absolute apples and oranges. I want the place. We need the place. We can't stay at this place, but we owed them 20 Gs, you know? So they were like, yo, we want our money. And I'm like, nah, fuck you, because the place is falling apart. So you guys are gonna have to figure it out. And um, again, same thing. I took the risk of calling the guys bluff, and then we ended up fighting about it. And then people still criticize me for this, but we ended up paying 12 grand, or we, we owed them 22, and we paid them back like close to 12. Yeah. And people were like, you should have took them to court. Yeah, but if we took them to court and lost, then, you yeah. lost then we would have paid 22 plus court fees, which could, could have been 30 by the time. So I said, you know what, I'll pay the 12, but after I want in writing that once I pay this 12, we're done and I'm not paying for shit compared to that place. Guy was like, all right, cool, send me a thing. I had a lawyer look at it, signed it, sent it back. We paid the 12 and we we're out. We paid it off in August. I was paying an extra 2,500 a month just to get that shit done. And we're having tournaments and we're hustling. Yeah. And it was scary. But I think the reason why, like, I have a, a it's okay for me to do something like that. Or I, don't, I, I feel like even my wife thinks I'm nuts sometimes. She's like, we can't do that, you're crazy. I'm like, oh, we're doing it. <laughs> not only are we doing it, but I'm gonna light it on fire too. But, um, but uh, Not just but, yes, but yeah. fuck yes. Well, because if he, they, everyone wants to, once the thing comes up sometimes, it's a, and again, it's a calculated risk. I already have a certain amount of money we're making per month and a certain amount of students. I'm not just going with five people, we need to place, you know what I mean? Then you're making a dumb decision. We know we needed it. But when I first started the business, I believed in it so much that I thought it would work and I thought me and JM could do it our own way with our own style and whatever, is I was you know, going through a bad relationship breakup, lost my house, car, moved into my boy's place, was living in his basement, unfinished, mattress on the ground on a piece of carpet, you know, all my shit was wherever. And then I, then when we were about to open up the gym and a friend of ours gave us some money to like, like 10 grand just to, or 15 grand just to get into the place and pay the first six months. So it's like, here's the place, here's six months, here's the mats, good luck. You know, no wall pads or nothing. Just like, hey, have fun. You got the mats and the spot for six months. Make this shit work. And I moved to the gym. Because I was like, I can't pay my regular bills. I can't, how am I gonna do it with a job? I can't, I need to put 100% into this. 
every day. And when people are like, yeah, yeah, I put 100% into it. And then I look at it and I'm like, okay, well, what are you doing with this? And they're like, well, I'm not doing it. I'm like, all right, well, it's strike one. You know what I mean? I used to stay up till like two in the morning on the computer looking shit up. Like, can we put up flyers in Easton? Can we do this? Can we go to a parade? Can we do whatever? Because I had to make it work. And when you put your back against the wall in a situation, sometimes you have to get shit done. And that's what we did. I moved to the gym. Well, and then JM awesome. moved to the gym. We lived in the place. Not to, he, we, he, he only lived there for a little bit like while I was there. I moved in there first and lived there for like eight months. And then he moved in for like maybe a couple weeks. And then after I left, he stayed there for like a couple of months. So like we had to move to gym because how could I pay? I'm like, dude, car, what are you talking about? Get out of here. It was like Fight Club. When, you know, when they're walking, he's yeah. walking the guy at the place. He's like, where's your car? He's like, what car? You know what I mean? Like, why do I have a car? I don't need a car. I live at the place. And then people would let me go shower at LA Fitness, but I had no choice. It had to get done. So you really go and do it. Oh, you when do you get a little bit of leeway, you're like, ah, yeah, I'll get after that tomorrow, which I can do now because I already built a business. So I can be like, ah, orders, ah, I'll do that tomorrow. Or, ah, uh, you know, I'm not going to work out today. But back then, I had to do all that shit. Always. All the time. Call, and at the same time, now I have Andrew. I'd be answering phones too while I'm at my other job. You know what I mean? And then when I quit my job, it was like, I am in the, in, the, in the bathroom on the job, like, hello, who is this? You interested in 10 Planet? You know what I mean? That's how we have to do stuff. And um, when you do that, like with, you know, I don't know if you would call it really courage because that seems like more of something someone would do if they like, like I saw there was that one thing where they, it was like a teenage kid got killed, attacking, yeah. the, it was like a school shooter. Yeah, and yeah, that, 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 that just seems more like courage. To me, I just seem like crazy, like you, you kind of like, willing to not give a shit about your own finances. I yeah. mean, I guess when people are just like, oh, I can't do that, I'm gonna take the safe route. Or I'm just like, my life has always been like that. Or I'm just like, let's oh, see, it. let's see. It. Yeah. You know, but, it, but the thing is, if I didn't make it, I only owed $15,000. When most people open up, it sounds like a lot to me, because it's 15,000 bucks, wow, 15 grand. But to open up business, like a real business, like a restaurant or something, yeah, I see people get sometimes. I'll watch that, um, bar rescue where the guy's like you know what's your problem you're running this bar shitty and the guy's like i owe my grandmother three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. she took a loan out to open up this bar for me i would be i would be losing my mind like i would already owe someone 15 grand and the way i am i would have paid that shit back for fifteen thousand minus my credit taking a hit because i didn't pay like the credit cards or whatever the hell i had at the time but like that just seemed like you know why wouldn't i do it you know but most people were like even friends of mine bro were like Yo, is Zach all right? Like, he's living in a gym, he's like 30 years old or whatever the hell I was. Like, are you sure he's, or maybe I was like 28. They're like, is he okay? I'm like, dude, I'm doing fine. Like, what do you got? Are you okay, dude? Yeah. You're the one going to work. How, how was that dealing with that? Like, when the world might seem like you're going crazy, but you're, you're like, man, you're first, first they call you crazy, bro. Like, yeah. that's the first thing they call you, crazy. Yeah. And then they call you lucky. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, now it's like, you know, we see articles where it's like, these guys came out of nowhere. I'm like, huh? Ah, you know what I mean? We've been doing this for my whole life, you know? And, and back then, like, they were high school friends of mine who are still friends of mine, and I won't mention their names, but they would be like asking my other buddy who was always behind me, who lives out in California, but they would be like, yo, what do you think Zach's gonna do when this shit doesn't work out? Cause they, you know, back then they didn't know what jiu-jitsu was or like MMA. They'd be like, dude, he's gonna open up what, a karate school? Like, are you crazy? They're like, what's he gonna do when he doesn't make it? Like, he just broke up with his girl. He's going through like a, you know, a phase where he's like, I'm doing kickboxing fights and shit like that at the time too, where they're like, what if you get hurt? You don't have insurance. And you know, people were bagging on you. The one thing I will say is my parents were never, I never asked them for anything. So it's not like they could be like, well, I'm not giving you shit. But they never were like, don't do it. 
you know what I mean? My mom was always like, oh, that's cool. Like, and my dad was always like, you sure? This is, you're doing okay? I'd be like, yeah, I'm fine. He'd be like, all right. You know, he just wanted to make sure I was like mentally okay, yeah. you know? But it was honestly the best thing that ever happened to me, you know? Like breaking up with that chick and going through all that, like having to restart. And I'm stupid, if you can believe it, I'm still dealing with like my credit not being 100% from when I screwed it over. But would I take some bad credit and just some loopholes I'm gonna have to get over to have all this and know all you guys and shit? Hell yeah. I mean, like I made the best decision, but yeah, people were definitely, yeah, like, dude, you're not making the right decision. I mean, JM's parents were like, you know, he'll tell you, like, they were telling him, like, you need to get a fucking job, you need to go back to college and everything. I already had a college degree, so yeah. my dad did think I was kind of nuts, though, because they're like, why don't you just work for the probation department? I'm like, I don't want to. You know, it sucks. I don't want to be stuck in that, you know? So, it was tough, but I feel like uh, that's everyone's story, though. Like, that's any story. Like, you just, like, that old Joe Rogan, um, you know, hero of your own story. It's the same, I used to listen to that all the time. Hero's that, journey, like the hero's journey. Yeah, it's, there's a there's a clip on um, uh, YouTube. I'll play it for you guys. Called "Be the Hero of Your Own Story," where he's talking about it. Where he's like, dude, think about it. Every story starts with the guy being, you know, every Rocky fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger movie yeah. starts with the guy's living in the dump. His job blows. He's he's eating nothing. People are crapping on him. You know what I mean? Every bad thing happens to him until he makes that one turn to where all of a sudden, you know, the dominoes start to fall. It's just what part are you in that you story? You gotta stick it out. Yeah. You know, like, bro, I, mean, I, I tell you this shit all the time. Like, even this, like, we've had conversations about, and I still remember, wrote, like, when you got the, what was it? The, the, the turf and the, and the, the turf, rubber? Yeah, like, yeah, right? yeah. Bro, yeah. I remember having to fucking, like, we tried to get that shit through the door. Yeah, like, I know. Hit yeah, it yeah. down the hall. <laughs> we had to take the, one of the doors off the fucking hinges. We didn't tell you that, but we had to take the We had to take the door off to like... Everybody was doing something different when that came in. I'm like, they're like, we're gonna get it through the back like this. I'm like... <laughs> He's like, you might, have to, you might have to cut this. You might have to cut that shit. And, like, and then you guys were dragging it. It was literally going at a snail's pace. I was like, all right, I'll see that. <laughs> you guys were gonna, like, We had to literally set up like anchors and be like, oh, one, two, three, three. pull. Like, you like know, we lifted like, it from one side. Bro, it, I, I, I remember that shit. I remember seeing like the original basketball floor in here. And just to see like what are people playing? They're like, yo, we, I don't know if this is a smart idea. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> got that. Just like, kind of like you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, similar to you, like my parents, luckily my parents were, were like, they're like, oh, you want to do that? And they just kind of like, you know, but they never really like, you shouldn't do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was just, I kind of, this is what I, you know, it's like, what else am I going to do? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is what I love to do and I'm going to, you know, roll but that I, I think I think at the same time, it's like the difference between like you guys and, and the person, and like another person that might hear the, Hey, all you shouldn't do this is you guys aren't even listening or tuning into that shit like that shit's on a different frequency you know what i'm saying it's like white noise in the background where you're not even paying attention to it it's not even it's not even making its way into your into your mental you well know some, some of that stuff i use definitely for for fusion yeah 100 yeah. guys i still remember guys like oh man two blue belts opening up a 10th planet anybody with a big bank account and a credit card to pay any Bravo and open up a, a tech planet. And that was in like, whatever, August of 2012. And I'll never forget that shit. And I was like, you know what? Joke's on him, I'm broke, motherfucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, he didn't ask for shit. You know what I mean? He was just like, oh, you guys wanna do shit? All right, let me let me take a chance on you. You know what I mean? Let me see what happens with these guys. Cause I called him up and he was like, 
I'm doing this shit. Yeah. You know. Now, now that you know we have like a nice school, how important is like leadership? Is that something that you had to like to develop over the time, or and, and um, or is it something that you kind of were like even when you was younger, you was kind of like a leader of your your crew or whatever the case may be. You have natural born leaders, yeah. and then you also have people that have worked and self developed and whether it's reading books or asking for mentor mentorship or whatever else or just life experiences and as they grow they develop different skills as leadership right like or as leaders rather but um i, th I think honestly leader leadership in general is extremely hard and it's it's thankless a lot like a lot of the times like as a leader like you're not in a position where you're getting thank yous all the time like even when you're trying to push your subordinates or peers to be at their maximum potential, they're gonna fight you on it every step of the way sometimes, and you're doing it for their best interests. So it's just like, sometimes they don't see it immediately, but then in the long run, they're like, oh shit, that's why he was pushing me. Like, you get what I'm saying? Not everyone, and the problem is not everyone always recognizes that. Some yeah. people just think you're a dick. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like, like I talk, me and you talk about it all the time, like Jay-Z. A lot of people hate Jay-Z. I like Jay-Z a lot. Um, not just raps, I don't know what, I mean, political bullshit or whatever he's doing but um the reason why i like him well yeah he's an entrepreneur that's cool but one of the main reasons why i like him is because um you know he started off and i got to see him start off with big l and other people other people schooled him to the game and brought him in he looked like a herd back in the day and like teeth and he looked stupid and then he got his shit together and he knew he was a good rapper he just needed to hone his skill and he was writing for other people and he started getting checks. Then he became the head with another guy of a big company, of a bunch of fucking guys who were all just like him. And he's like, hey, I'm gonna do to you what guys did to me. But when I do that, then you become me, I become the next, and we just keep going. And eventually I just retire and I'm gone. You don't even have to worry about me and everybody else runs. He's like passing out the oops. That's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to just be like, here you go. But it's hard to do with a lot of people because people resist you. They want to fight you on it. They want to, oh man, like, you know, we should do it this way or we should do it that way. And I'm just like, listen, I've been doing this forever, okay? I'm not telling you to do it. I'm saying this is the best way. But if you do it wrong, not only are you going to piss me off, right? But then it's going to not benefit you, you know? I, I think probably, I, may, I think leaders, you know, people can figure out how to become a leader and you can read all the books and stuff, which I do. Like Jamie's recommended a bunch of good books for me the Jocko Willink one and stuff, but a lot of it comes down to, you could know what to do, yeah. but you actually have to just like the other stuff, do it. There'll be guys who'll be like, oh man, I fucking fucked it, you know, I'm gonna beat this guy, and I'll whoop this dude's ass if he ever said anything. You know, these guys are big into confrontation, yeah. you know, not just for fighting, but for everything too. I'll tell this guy like it is, but then when the time comes to tell the guy like it is, they don't tell him like it is, and then everything could just go awry. Yeah. You know, so I see a lot of people, that are in other businesses like mine that act like a leader, but then they don't, they portray one on the internet, but then they don't actually do it behind closed doors. Because, and then, you know, bring it back to Jay-Z, look what happened to him though. He tried to alley a lot of those guys, and they just never took, they, they just never took the pass. They fumbled at the goal, but they didn't have to. They got everything. I mean, look what he's talking about on that one song. I paid the lawyer fees. I tried to make him a boss, and all they ever wanted to do was be a soldier. It's like, I told you, okay, if you want to do that, fine. But why do you want to work like that? I'm trying to get you to own one of these. Yes, sir. So I can own a bunch of them, and then I'm a partner with you. You're, 
the owner, but I'm a silent partner because I help you get into the game. You'd be surprised how many people I try to do that with and everybody's resistant. And then guys go and do it the wrong way and then they, they fail. Yeah. And I'm like, why? I'm just trying to help you. It benefits me when you do good as well. The whole team does good. You know what I mean? That's what I'm always trying to do. That's how I feel like I'm trying to do it. And then, like, like I said, it's a thankless job. You, you, people just think you're doing stuff for their own benefit all the time. They don't see it's for them. And I'm telling you, no, dude. I've seen it a million times. I'm trying to help you. And then they don't take the bait or the advice. And you go, okay, well, I don't know what to tell you, man. You know, and I hate to say it, but there's been so many good guys just in training, martial arts. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this. They never do it. And then I tell them about it, and they get mad at me, and they quit. And then I'm like, all right, well, I don't know. Like we were talking about Jay-Z before we even started the workout, right? Yeah. Like, he told his team, like, listen, put out all your shit now. 50 yeah. Cent is coming. Yeah. Right? So, like, and that's part of it, too. You got to, when you, when you are at that level, right? Like, I think the biggest piece of leadership that a lot of leaders uh, fail to do, and it's hard to do sometimes, is you have to be able to delegate shit down. Yeah. And you so, have to, because number one, that shows your subordinate that you trust them, right? And number two, it frees up your time so that instead of looking down and in at whatever the fuck is going on, you're you're able to look up and out. Like, you're able to look at the bigger future or the, the bigger picture, right? Rather than looking at the individual piece, you're able to look at the whole puzzle as one thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The cleaning, number one thing for me in this place is the cleaning. And that's a culture. Everything is a culture that you have to create. Cleaning is number one. The place got to be clean. You know, and you've seen in those chats, that I start losing my mind when the place isn't clean. Because to me, that's the simplest fucking thing. It's in every book, it's in every leadership thing, it's in every Jordan Peterson talk against some liberal guy where it's like, first things first, before you start criticizing other people, clean up your own shit. Yeah. We can't even, you wanna talk about putting dudes in UFC? Bro, that's not even a conversation if you can't hang up the pads. Yes. You know what I mean? How many times am I gonna to have to talk about hanging up the pads? How many times am I gonna to have to talk about vacuuming them up the side? All right, eventually what I do is, and I don't know if this is in the leadership book, eventually what I do is I just can somebody. They think that everyone thinks, even myself at times, think that I'm untouchable. I could do whatever I want in this business. And then someone comes by and, hey, dude, if you are gone, someone else will fill that role. Guaranteed. You are expendable, just like everybody else. And this has nothing to do with it, but notice the gym is still thriving. Everyone's doing great. You've seen Grace lately? She hasn't been in the past couple weeks because she's busy with school. That lets me know the place doesn't rely on Thor's competitions, on Grace's competitions. There will be someone else coming up the pike. If you don't want to teach class and you ain't going to take it seriously and you don't want to clean up the place like I told you to, I didn't say do it. I said, here's what has to be done. And then I watch. And then, oh, this guy, he, he left early this time. Okay. He showed up late this time. Okay. That's fine. And I tell him about it one time. After that, I just, I don't have time for it because there's another guy who's chomping at the bid who needs that 30 bucks for a class or needs that 200 bucks a week to roll around here and do shit. You know what I mean? Hey, someone wants the opportunity, they're gonna take it. If not, I just, I just look, and it's friends, it's people I've known, but dude, the, the movement of this squad is going forward. We're keeping it forward. If you can't manage to clean up after yourself, that's number one. That's a culture you have to create. And there's no way you can get people to do that. You can't beat them over the head with it. Yeah. After they just can't figure it out once or twice, I'm like, hey man, we gotta move on. Real quick, can you just elaborate on that? Like how, 
as you, you know, the business unfold, how hard was it for you to be like, I might have to make like tough decisions and yeah. be like, I'm gonna have to say no to certain things. I'm gonna have to cut certain people off. Yeah. I might have to be the, you know, to be yeah, a leader, you, you might have to be like a dick in some way. Yeah. You know oh, dude, I second guess myself. I mean, people think, you know, about me, all types of things. I, I love that people give me a lot of respect, but um, there's a lot of people that they don't know that I go home and I second guess myself all the time and think in my head like, oh man, I just came down and I did really hard or yeah. oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that or whatever. But, and then eventually like, yeah, I'll, I'll just be like, damn, like I had to say that though. You know, I'm like, I had to say that because if not, I'm gonna let someone walk into something they're either A, not prepared for, um, B is gonna hurt everyone, yeah. you know? And that's one thing I'm big on too, is I gotta make sure one person's doing something it's, it's not one person. This place is like a whole family. If you can't figure it out, then I gotta bounce you. You know, dude, I've kicked a lot of people out. I've had to do that a bunch of times. So, you know, where I've had to be like, dude, listen, man, I love you, bro, but you can't fucking train there anymore. All right, you're making this place bad for everybody. You're making this a big problem. You know, or where I've had to call up, dude, I mean, some of the, some of the best people you know, I've had to have talks with in the past. People have had, believe me, people have had to have talks with me many times. Like, Yo, Zach, you're doing something stupid. Or Eddie Bravo had to check me back in the day, like, hey, yo, no, no fights with people for no reason. What are you doing? You know, I'm like, oh yeah, he's right. You know, and then I want to see if people realize. But I've had to be like, yo, man, what are you? I would have to sit down and be like, do you think that I have something against you, or do you think that I'm trying to make this against you? I want what's best for everyone here, including you. So if I'm telling this guy something, don't undermine me to someone else, because that shit happens too. And they're like, oh man, I didn't even think about it that way. And that's usually what it is. Once you confront someone about it, because people don't like confrontation, 99% of people don't. But, and I don't either, but when I look you in the eye and say, bro, what are you doing, dude? And then you're like, I, I don't even know. And you're like, oh, well me neither then. What the hell are we fighting about? Listen, here's what needs to go around in the future. Let's do it, all right, good, let's do it, boom. And then you're moving on and that's it. But so many times I've seen people lose relationships or things get, compoundedly messed up because someone didn't just honestly a lot of that just comes down to communication so yeah like, you got communication is so fucking not it's not easy right so like especially with leadership right um it's having the uncomfortable conversations of like where you see somebody that you really fuck with that you know they're your friend they're your buddy or like you're cool with them or even if you're their boss or their supervisor or whatever else and you you're really cool with them but you see them like kind of fucking up it's sitting down with them and being like listen man i love you but you're fucking up yeah Some i need you to do this Some i need you to do that or or being able to have that conversation with them and saying like hey look maybe i didn't explain this clear clearly to you maybe you know i, I probably didn't explain this clearly to you maybe i miscommunicated but let's make sure we're on the same page right now. This is exactly what I need done. You give them the left and right limits and say, hey, you can't do this, you can't do that. You have to kind of get it done in this general area. Yeah. Go, right? Like, I don't- I, Not everybody's gonna do it either. Some the, people are just gonna fight. Nah, yeah, okay. nah, like, that's the hardest piece though. Like, you gotta know when to step in and say like, hey, no, nah, you're, you're done. Or when you give them a bigger piece of the pie to own, because sometimes when they get that extra piece of responsibility on top of what they're supposed to do, they're like, oh, this is why he was fucking telling me this. Mm -hmm. And then when they have that higher level of understanding, they're like, damn, he was fucking right. I get what he was saying now. So like, if a guy's like not coming into work on time, 
make that person be in charge of everybody being on time. And now they're like, oh, that's why he's fucking me up like about being on time because this shit don't run right if this, this, you get what I'm saying? Well, so like, a lot of times I've had to say like Jimbo and Andrew are like my two main employees. Yeah. They run the school, keep it clean, and then also sign people up. So I've had to tell them many times like, yo, I'm sick of yelling at these other guys because they're not listening because they don't see me. But you guys see them. So now you need to tell them that they need to figure it the hell out. You know what, you know what I mean? We'll and they're like, and then all of a sudden I'll see Jimbo being like, yo, someone left the heat on again. Now he's all bad. He's yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, hey, that's cool. Then I don't even have to say anything. But then I got Joel and Mike getting on the students. Like, dude, it's all trickled down, man. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, this is the, when it I walk in that place, there shouldn't be a, a, a pad on the floor. There's no reason. Why would a pad be on the floor? I don't understand. So whoever left can clean it up. It's not the student's job to do it. But if you're the instructor, you tell them to do it. You know, and then, then I got Andrew going like, hey, make sure those pads are on the wall. Then Joel's going like, hey, make sure those pads are on the wall. Then it's a culture of people saying, yo, put the pads on the wall. Not just me coming in, ah, put the pads on the wall, you jerks. And they're just like, hey, what the hell's his problem? It's right. like, dude, I'm telling you this for a reason. You might not get it. Just do it. It's like your old man, you, like my dad is used to tell me shit that I never believed until I got older and I was like, damn it! You know what I mean? <laughs> Even if I listen to him, fuck! Still, like, the same shit. Like, he'll tell you, like, dude, this, this, and this, and you're like, don't do it. And then now I hear myself saying it to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Also, oh man, it's been a wonderful conversation, Zach. Um, I like to let you know, man, because usually people wait until like you know, it's like R.I.P. to They're tell dead. Yeah, yeah, to tell people like what they mean. Yeah, so like, I just want to give you your flowers, man. Like, I appreciate yeah, everything you, you've done for me personally, for, for Jamie, for the school. Yeah, um, yeah. being that that leader. You know, what I'm saying. You guys believe in yeah. it. It wasn't. It wasn't. It's not. You know, something that I have to convince you guys to do, and that's why it's easy in my position to be a, this kind of leader is because. I got guys coming, yo, I want to do it, yo, I want to do it, all right, let me see if you do it. And then you actually do it, you're like, all right, cool, this guy's, he's just like me, you know what I mean? Just at a different stage in his whatever journey, you know what I mean? One thousand percent. So Yeah, man, thank yeah, you guys. We conclude this Yeah, part. let's keep doing We're going to do a, down the line, we can definitely do another one, a part yeah. two, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you guys do one every week, dude, I'm not, yeah. I'm here. Especially <laughs> my son gets older, I have him running around over there. Sounds good, yeah. man. But yeah, that concludes this episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Catch you next week. That was episode 9 of the Primal Warrior Podcast. Thank you to everybody, as always, for tuning in. Um, thank you to Zach for coming by and being our guest today. Um, thank you to Ted Planet Bethlehem, Zach and JM, everybody that makes this podcast possible. Um, and thank you guys for listening. This was our longest episode yet. And uh, yeah, if you guys like the longer form episodes, feel free to message us on Instagram. Uh, let us know what you guys think. And uh, yeah, go on our latest posts and uh, comment who you think our next guest should be. Uh, but yeah, until next week.